Hello, and welcome to the Surreal Deal Podcast. War. Huh! What is it good for? Absolutely fuck all. What about all this fucking Russia-Ukraine shit, eh? Vladimir Putin. Who'd have thought? Who'd have fucking thought? Oh, that's right. Every cunt would have thought. I don't... I'm not going to sit here and claim to know all the ins and outs and be a fucking expert on this conflict. And politics in general, to be honest. When it comes to politics, I I probably don't know my arse from my elbow. I just try to look at things logically with a bit of common sense. I tend not to dive deep into the political kind of stuff. Although I do enjoy bits and pieces of political history and all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to like current issues and, and all that kind of thing, I tend not to get so deep into it where it's taking over my thoughts and all that kind of thing. So I've just kind of been playing all this shit by ear, this Ukraine stuff. And, uh, I mean, this, this has got, this has been coming for a while. Like, I think we were probably, at least we should have been prepared for this shit. I mean, he just, he, like, Putin just looks like an evil bastard. Doesn't he? You know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of, uh, what was that wee fucking, that wee gremlin thing or whatever it was on Harry Potter? Is it Dobby? He's like fucking Dobby on horse tranquilizers or something. He just looks like a fucking roided up fucking gremlin. Or Kremlin. <laughs> that joke's free. As is this entire podcast, so I don't know why I said that. But yeah, like, it's... I don't know what he's trying... What, what he thinks is going to happen. With all this. Isn't he just kind of fucking himself and fucking his own country? Because, like, he's got all the economic sanctions... That are getting made against them. Surely the whole, that whole country is just going to collapse. Under the weight. Of a failing economy. A lot of the and a lot of the people. The citizens of Russia. A lot of their savings and everything like that have been. Rendered fucking worthless. Or at least they're going to be, eventually. There's queues outside the banks and everything like that on them fucking trying to withdraw everything that they had in before it plummeted some more. The ruble. It's all, it's all very punny. Very punny in this conflict, isn't it? Ruble kind of sounds like rubble, which is what Ukraine 
half of Ukraine's pretty much already fucking reduced to Kremlin sounds like Gremlin, which is what fucking Putin looks like. And Ukraine is like, you are going to need a shitload of cranes to rebuild this shit. Very punny, pun worthy. But, uh, yeah, everybody's worried about this turning into like a fucking, a big massive world war and or that kind of thing. And then that's, that's in nobody's best interests, really. Although they probably could have said that back in the day and during the Second and First World Wars. But the fact that there's only, in, in the whole history of humankind, there's only been, well, I say in the whole history of humankind, there's only been two world wars in, since we started, like, fucking counting the years or whatever, whatever you fuck, however you fucking say it. That tells its own story. Why what like is it's not Hollywood. It doesn't have to be a trilogy. How well did World War Two do at the box office? To suggest Oh yeah, we really need another one of those. Who's the big bad going to be this time? It can't be Hitler because he fucking shot himself. Enter Vladimir Putin. Can you imagine if, like, that if uh, you were on a night out and you you met a girl and started chatting and ended up like. Getting into a little bit of smoochy smoochies. And she offered to take you back to her place. And and Vladimir Putin was, like, was her dad. Imagine going to dinner. Going for like to their house for tea. Or dinner. As the English call it. You fucking... Slurp when you're eating your fucking soup, Putin's fucking nuking the table. Fuck that. You wouldn't want that. Like, people, people, there's nothing worse than like a fucking aggressive parent to somebody that you're trying to get in about. That fuck that would take the fucking cake. That that's a notch even above fucking Leatherface. Actually, maybe not. I'd rather. I'd, I'd actually probably rather Vladimir Putin than fucking Leatherface. Sure, Putin might fucking bomb you, but at least he's not going to humiliate you by wearing your face on his own. Well, after the dust fucking settles. It'll be quick and painless. Whereas with Leatherface, it's anything but. And I do mean that in terms of, like, the film as well. 
that film was not quick and it was not painless. It was fucking terrible is what it was. Fucking waste of time watching that shit. I usually like those kind of films too. They're kind of my jam. Like the the Jason, Michael, Freddy sort of stuff. Halloween, Friday the 13th, The Nightmare on Elm Street and all that. But that, that was just pointless. That Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake on Netflix. It was just, it was just fucking, I just, a gore fest, that was it. Oh, look at this fucking ridiculous kill. It was just, it was just kill salad. Is what it was, murder salad. And I, I, I do need it to have some sort of a fucking decent story. To have a point to the killings. And all that kind of thing, as creative as they might be. But that just seemed like, what the fuck? What was the point of any of that? I don't know, anyway. I digress. But, uh, yeah, and, like, the, the whole thing as well, like, people, like, and I, I was included, like, until I read something earlier today, uh, I was worried that if things did escalate and escalate and escalate, then China would get involved and help Russia. But apparently, that's not in their best interests either. Because, compared to the West... Russia doesn't really have anything to offer China. We offer the, the China a lot more than Russia does, although we don't really see, get along with China. We don't see eye to eye and we're kind of general beliefs and everything like that. It's like, but we do operate in a sort of you scratch our back, we'll scratch yours basis with China. And Russia can't really offer that. And they especially won't be able to offer that when their fucking their money, their economy is essentially fucked. But like, I I don't even like like. So what are Vladimir Putin's motives for all this? I mean, you could take it in a number of fucking different directions. Like, there's one where he's like, he's just a Soviet Union fucking fanboy. He's nostalgic for the Soviet Union, so he's like, oh, let's bring that back. He thinks it's going to be like the fucking Friends reunion. And really, it's going to be like when they fucking brought back Robot Wars. A fucking shell of itself. Or, he's just a bit concerned that all of those countries that border Russia, like around the way, are all turning into NATO countries. And Ukraine was kind of like one of the last ones. And they were obviously afraid that once they became NATO, then Russia would essentially be surrounded. 
by NATO countries. And I don't think Putin wanted that. They felt like they were going to be boxed in and basically treated like shit. And there's the other the other avenues where Putin just done it as a power move because nobody took him seriously at the fucking at the meetings and stuff. His suggestions were always just like he was always kind of like the the guy that was just put in the corner to play with his crayons. Or whatever, just treated like the, the special child of the group. So, does anybody else have any ideas on any trade deals or anything like that? Yes, I have idea. Oh, it's Vladimir. Oh, everybody have a like. Everybody listen to Vladimir now. I think uh, you should give all the power to us. Oh, very good, Vladimir. It's like, oh, like, oh was that Dindins? I think your mummy's shouting for Dindins. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about now. This is so far removed from what probably happens. Um, but, uh, yeah, so like, maybe maybe he's just doing it just so he could fucking be taken seriously. He's like, well, you don't take me seriously. This is what's going to fucking happen. You thought I was bluffing, but I'm fucking not. <laughs> so it could be that. Or it could be that he's been... Told that he's terminally ill and on his way out, and he's just thought, fuck it. I'm going to die anyway, I might as well just fucking create utter chaos and go out on a fucking. a, like, a literal bombshell. They're all about impressing the nuclear button as well, and like fucking, I kind of see him doing that because. Okay, apparently Russia's got about six thousand nuclear warheads. Um, and that's the most out of any country in the world, apparently, according to the figures. That like the known figures. I mean. Other countries could pro- probably have inventories that we don't even fucking know about, with fucking thousands in it. So, who knows, really. But that's apparently what they've got. America are close to that with, like, five and a half thousand. And Britain's only got, like, two hundred odd. But at the same time, regardless of how many they've got, they fire one. One's going to come back from somewhere. They're not just going to, like, blast... Somebody with a nuclear bomb. And then, they can't just do that and expect nothing to happen to them. For example, if they were to blast London with a nuclear bomb, you could rest assured that someone in Europe or America will respond. So I, I, I just I just don't know where Putin thinks this is going to go, how this is going to end, how this is going to end favourably for him. 
because it's all it's, it's already backfiring and backfiring on him in Ukraine. He thought he was just going to fucking steamroll Ukraine. He thought they were all just going to run away and flee, and their intimidation tactics were going to work. But they were getting their fucking arse kicked. And now they're fucking having to fucking introduce a, a, a fucking 40 mile long convoy just to, to, to take one city. The irony that he's done this as a power move and it's just made him look weak as fuck. If that irony's lost on you, then I feel for you. Hopefully it's not now that I've pointed it out. But it's, it's, it's some state of affairs, but... It's only going to end one way, and that's with Putin on his ass. Alright, see what I was going to say to you. You're listening to the Surreal Deal podcast, right? So, what today is, follow or subscribe or whatever it is you do on your podcast app and you'll never miss an episode in future, okay? Cheers. So, what are my favourite things about this? Ukraine and Russia conflict. What a strange question to ask yourself, Mark. I know. Some might call it disrespectful, but I don't give a fuck. I have things that I've liked about it. Number one was that incident on Snake Island in the Black Sea. You've probably heard about it. The Russian warship was trying to get into... Ukrainian territory and it was going past this little island called Snake Island where the Ukrainian border guards were in operation and the Russian warship radioed the Ukrainian border guards saying uh, put down your weapons and let us through or we'll fire and, and basically kill you and the Ukrainian border guards responded via radio with the words Russian warship go fuck yourself that's fucking brilliant I can only hope that if I'm ever in a situation remotely similar to that that my balls are sizable enough to conjure up that sort of response because I worry that if I was in that scenario, I'd have been like, the gun would be to the floor. And I'd be like, yep, yeah, on you go, mate. Sound. I would love to have that amount of courage to just be like, fuck you. Fucking massacre us all you want. We're not fucking letting you past. Absolute legends. They just didn't give a fuck, did they? Oh, they gave a fuck about their country, obviously. But willing to fucking lay down their lives. 
let's face it, for the sake of a bit of comedy. I love that about it. They didn't just say no. They didn't just like simply go like, no, we, we're standing our ground or something serious like that. They used it as an opportunity to be smarmy, smart-ass funny cunts. And that is my favourite thing about it. They could have said anything, but they know they said go fuck yourself. It's just, it's just great. I love it. Obviously I hate the fact that they got massacred and fuck that Russian warship. But it's a heartwarming story, if a, a sad one as well. Other things I like about the Ukraine conflict. Boxers. Professional boxers on the front lines. And like all the sports channels and everything like that announcing that like, oh, the Klitschko brothers are are on the front lines of the battlefield and Usyk has now donned his fucking his rifle and is getting out there to do battle and everything like that. It's like the sports channels are just seeing a way to get involved. And they've got a reason to get involved. For some reason, all the sports is getting involved. And I'll get to that. But like, let's stick with the boxers just now. The thing I like about the boxer thing is it's just purely because of the images that it brings into my head. I've just got the image of like a Russian tank rolling through... Kiev, as it's apparently called now, for fucking years and years and years we've been calling it Kiev, and all of a sudden Russia attacks it and now it's Kiev. They need to start calling them chicken Kievs now as well. Well, there's Russia, the, the image I get is a Russian tank rolling through Kiev, and Vladimir Klitschko just emerging out of the. the the rubble, or like the dust that's been created by like the, the rubble through a cloud in his box, boxing shorts his boots and his boxing gloves just punching them together like he's ready for a fight the tank fires a, a rocket towards him he right hooks it into a building Fires another rocket. He left. Crosses it. Into another building on the opposite side. And eventually he gets right up in front of the tank. And he just unleashes a massive uppercut. On the tank and flips it. Up onto its head. On its uh, roof. And then it explodes. Killing the guy inside. How fucking amazing would that be to see? Imagine if you were the person that recorded that and put it on Twitter. You'd be famous by fucking association. Never mind shooting the messenger. Fucking praise the messenger. Get him the Nobel fucking prize for filming that shit. Of course. It's physically impossible. 
but yeah, you've got to have an imagination, haven't you? But yeah, like with the sports stuff, um, like there's sports teams refusing to play against Russia, tennis players that won't play against Russian tennis players unless they declare themselves neutral, which is fucking strange. Um, and the the governing bodies and everything like kicking Russian teams out of tournaments and this that and the next thing. I know that sports is a big money maker for countries. Sporting events and sporting franchises and clubs and everything like that. They they do bring a lot to like economies and shit. But this whole thing of like oh uh England refuse to play against Russia in any competition until the war stops. As if that's going to be the thing that breaks Vladimir Putin. We're absolutely destroying Russia's economy. We're sending like all these threats and everything like that. And he's losing lives and everything like that. Like, like Russia's taking a hit in terms of like... Uh, casualties on the battlefield and like that but the one thing that makes Vladimir Putin go like, oh, oh wait a minute wait a minute stop guys stop everybody retreat immediately quick off the battlefield everybody go home to your to your families and like that the, the, the war's finished but why sir we can't play against England at football and England didn't want to play against us at football we're not going to get a kick about this year, lads. I can't have that. I, I, we just, we just can't have that. The one thing, like I've sacrificed a whole lot for this fucking Ukraine shit to steamroll that fucking country. But the one thing I refuse to sacrifice is the opportunity to play against England at football. As if. I mean, what is that really doing? Although I'm happy that fucking, like... Well, I suppose it's not worked out the way I thought. I was hoping that Chelsea would get sanctioned harder. I was hoping that they would get... They would be found guilty by association. And they would get deducted points or something like that. So that made it easier for Arsenal to get into the top four. Um, by the end of the season. Uh, but as it turns out, like they've only banned Roman Abramovich for coming to fucking Britain, uh, which affects Chelsea. Fuck all. Um. But then you've got all like the the tennis shit, like tennis players like fucking saying like, oh, I'm not I'm not playing against them unless they declare themselves neutral. What does that mean? They're either Russian or they're no Russian. You know what I mean? And that's a bad thing anyway. Like, I know what they're trying to do and what they're trying to accomplish. Um, but it's not their war. Like, I know she doesn't play anymore, anymore but, like, she's the only one I could fucking think of. But, like, 
Russia aren't attacking Ukraine because of Maria Sharapova. Maria Sharapova doesn't want Russia to fucking attack Ukraine, well at least I would fucking hope not. I don't think she does. So why take it out on them? Why shouldn't they get to play tennis because their fucking world leader is making a cunt of himself and making a cunt of them? Do you imagine if we never got to fucking do shit because of something that Boris Johnson did? We didn't all fucking vote for that fucking useless prick. Fucking Dougal from the Magic Roundabout. After a fucking coke binge. We didn't, like, not everybody voted for him. Imagine being fucking tarred with that brush. Be fucking horrible. You can't just go painting everybody with the same brush just because it's fucking convenient. Just because it's easy. It's easy to fucking say, like, fucking, oh, all Russians are scumbags because Vladimir Putin's a scumbag. But Russian politics works totally different to everywhere else. But Russian politics is a mafia thing. It's gangsters. It's not as far from fucking democratic. You can't blame the Russian people for, like, who, like, who they've got as a fucking leader and what he does. It's out of their fucking control. And at the end of the day, all these sports people, like, they're just citizens. Just because they're famous doesn't mean, or, or, like, they're successful, doesn't mean, like, they're worth any more to, like, the country's leader and what they do. Not playing against Maria Sharapova doesn't make a fucking bit of a difference to anything. If you want to make a difference, fucking beat her. <laughs> beat Russia. Fucking pump them. And they'd be like, look, you might be bombing Ukraine, but your fucking sports teams are getting pummeled. How do you like them fucking apples? I just, like... I know everybody, like, they all feel like they need to do something. But I don't think everything needs to be fucking hanged. Like, there's... Like, I understand, like, uh, musicians and stuff not wanting to play gigs in Russia. Um, But at the same time, it's like... You're doing the Russian people out of anything to look forward to while their country is at war with another country through no fault of their own and it's a war that they don't want I feel sorry for the Russian people at least the ones that don't agree with the war because like they're getting punished for no reason they're, they're the ones that are guilty by association or they're being seen that way so I do feel sorry for a lot of them. They're getting a lot of shit taken away from them by their fucking megalomaniac of a fucking president. I still can't get over how much he looks like that fucking Dobby. Fucking ugly old bastard.
The Surreal Deal Podcast.